Listen, little child, there will come a day when you will be able, able to say, never mind the pain mm. or the aggravation. You know there's a better way for you and me to be. Look for the rainbow in every storm. Fly like an angel, heaven sent to me. Uh, goodbye, my friend. I know you're gone, you said you're gone, but I could still feel you here. It's not the end. You gotta keep it strong before the pain turns into fear. So glad we made it. Time will never change it. No, no. No, 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 no. You know it's time to say goodbye. You know. No, no, no. (laughs) Come on and say goodbye. Say goodbye. Yes. Yes, we did that. We tried girl. it. We tried it. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. I did. Take, what was <laughs> that? On, take Spice four. Girl. Take five. Home. We don't. They didn't need to know yeah, that. They, they didn't. Yeah, they, didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't need to know that. Um, no, I love that song, uh, Miss Spice Girls Tea. Goodbye. Uh, I think that's from their that's from their third yes, album. Yes, yes. That la- their last. Well, their last. No, they did another one maybe after that. I can't remember. What, but the one after Jerry left. Exactly. Forever. Yes. Uh, what was Jerry? She mm-hmm. was Ginger Spice. After Ginger Spice left. Ginger Spice. Yes. Can you name them all? Yes. Scary Spice is Mel B. Sporty Spice mm-hmm. is Mel C. Baby mm-hmm. Spice is Emma Bunton. Posh Spice mm-hmm. is Victoria Beckham. It, most famous. Yes, that's most famous. And then um, Jerry Hollowell was uh, Ginger Spice. Now, I will say... I mean, girl, were you, are you were you a Spice Girls fan? Oh yes, oh, oh yes, girl. Oh I, yes, the movie, the movie was everything. I don't care what everything. any girl says. That movie is so fierce, like really, yes, um, yes. And also think about like the girls these days who put out five, six, seven albums. The Spice Girls put out three albums and literally have dominated the culture for decades, decades. Um, and I mean, you know, we're gonna ignore the fact that like, why was a black girl called Scary Spice? It, it's a whole thing, you know, Brits. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, I love the Spice Girls. Um, but we'll, y'all will um understand when we start the song with that. Um, but let's get on to our intro. Welcome back to Two Safe Queens, one of the few places in the posphere where you can hear a conversation about politics. Dick and our own Black history. Talking about me and Miss <laughs> yeah. Devereaux. Yes, um, yes, yes. yes. I'm your host, Miss Malachi, and I'm joined by a girl who I am truly thankful to have in my life, Miss Devereaux. How are you, sis? I am blessed and highly favored, girl. Come on. Amen. Amen, honey. <laughs> yes. Love yes, it. we can. Okay. Oh, man. Um, so, it's Black History Month, and, you know, we're black. <laughs> Great <laughs> <Yes>. transition. <laughs> Uh, but no, seriously, I, we, you know, we, um, this is a show that we had in the works for a bit, um, and I've been the one more putting it off, but, um, yeah, we're actually going to look at some of our own black history. We're feeling a little nostalgic, um, and going to look at a couple of our good Judy's, um, um, one of your good Judy's, Miss Jason, one of my good Judy's, Miss Ricky. Um, they're two of our good sisters who really impacted our lives, um, and were a part of our history, 
Um, so yeah, yeah I don't know. Do yeah. you have anything to add, girl? Are you ready to just jump right yeah, in? Yeah, no, I I think it's time for us to jump right in because I think the girls, you know, these like I said, like you said, girl, like these are girls that are part of our Black history. Um, and girls, start, start to reminisce about your own Black history, girl, mm. for the Black girls, for the Spanish girls. You know, <laughs> y'all can y'all can wait till Latinx Heritage Month when she, she rolls around in September. Start, you know, but. Um, well, you might have black history too. A black man, a black who was in your life. That might be your black, black dick. Black dick. Black, that really that's black out. history too. That that could be black history too. You know, for the white queens, they might have some black history. The white fish, you know, you never know. But starts reminisce about your own black history. So my black oh my history God. includes a girl, a good good Judy of mine from way back, Miss Jason mm. girl. Tell us. Let me t- Tell us. Yeah, so how did I know Miss Jason, girl? So Miss Jason was two years ahead of me um, in high school. So, like, I'm, like, so I'm class of, like, I'll just tell the girls my age. I don't give a fuck. So <laughs> I gr- I'm class of 2003 high school, and Miss Jason was class of 2001 high school, girl. And so she and I both, we were both um, black queens, obviously kind of queenie. Um, mm-hmm. We went to a very, you know, prestige prep school in the Detroit area, one of the top schools in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what I mean, and, and honestly, you know, I wouldn't say it's an all white school. I don't know if people say that, but no, I think the school <clears throat> was about 20% black. Hmm. So it actually had okay. a fair number of black kids. Especially yeah. for a, because um, pri- it's a private school, I'm assuming. Exactly. Mm-hmm. A, a, a suburban, upscale private school. But yeah, it had, it was probably between, anywhere from 15 to 20, but probably more like 20% black. Oh, wow. And yeah, yeah, at least my class was. I think maybe some classes were less, but my class was super black. Like out of like 77 graduating kids, we had like 16 black kids. Mm. So, um, and Miss Jason's class was had a good number of black kids too, but probably less than mine, probably less than mine. Anyway, we met in high school because like we had probably like a 45 minute lunch period, maybe 50 minutes. And I would go and eat lunch kind of quickly, like in 15, 20 minutes. And then I would spend the last 20, 25 minutes in the library girl, either doing some work or reading some magazines oh, or doing whatever. You were a good little queen, weren't you? I, I really was back then. I really was. I didn't know <laughs> shit. She right? had no dick to distract her. <laughs> So that girl would come in and sit. I would be at a table by myself because not a lot of girls went to the library during lunch. A lot of girls would just be in the hallway socializing or if the weather was nice, go out to the courtyard or whatever. And so, you know, so I would be in there and and at a table usually by myself. Mm. And that girl would come and sit at my table and start bothering me, you know, and I was in there. (laughs) And then I was I started doing this in ninth grade. This is a ninth grade and she was an 11th grader. And then, and then over time, like more of my friends from my class used to come and sit with me in the library. So and how would so she the, bother the you? Just like was start talking to you about. She would start just shit? talking to me about just random stuff, and I'm in here trying to read a magazine or do some homework or something. And so I would have to be looking up and like trying to be respectful because this is my senior. This is you know, you know, I had to give her a grace. She's an older an older girl than me at the time. <laughs> So, um, and she would also like try to be like, girl, you look like Bert from Bert and Ernie, girl. You look like Bert. <laughs> she would say stuff like that. And, um, but mind you, mind you, Miss Jason came like to this school from like Detroit Public School. So I think she, she had a culture shock that I didn't have because I was coming from one feeder prep school to another one. So this mm. girl, this was all the same to me that I, I had no, this is the only kind of school I knew in my whole life. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But she, like I tell, like she didn't have the closest of friends in her own class. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even the other black, she used to clash. There was another black queen in her class, actually. None of us were like super open because I didn't become openly gay until 
I was maybe like junior, senior year, junior year, probably when she left. So mm. she was gone. But like, she wasn't really open back then either. Neither was the other girl in her class. We were all obviously queens, the three of us. And mm-hmm. she and the other black queen in her class really did not get along. And happens. So there was a black queen in my class, too, that I didn't get along with, who was always jealous. That'll happen sometimes. Yeah. That girl's so jealous of me. Um, <laughs> but no, she was because. The other thing, the oh, other dynamic God. was like the black, some of the black kids used to, and there was like a news anchors kid at the school, a black news anchor, or the, the more premier black news anchor. <clears throat> but like I was, they, the girls thought I was like one of the rich black kids, which I kind of was. I kind of was. So, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't like a scholarship girl or anything. Like I was a full <laughs> tuition, like a full tuition type of girl. Love so, um, so anyway, but so what happened was that she would come to the table and she thought I was like, oh, you know, they all the girls, because I was wearing Burberry and stuff back then. And like, I was, no, I was, I was like, I would, we had to wear ties to school and I would wear like, oh, I would wear Armani God. ties and Burberry ties. I was doing the most. You were that girl. You were I that was girl. that girl. Extra. Yeah. Extra. I mean, I would wear like, I wear cashmere sweaters. All I was doing all of that. I was doing all of that back then. Cause I was a shopper back then. Me and my mom used to love to, sh- we would go to New York and shop and stuff. Anyway. Um, so she was like, I was like a real skinny girl back then too. That's what she called me, Bert from Bert and Ernie. And then with thick eyebrows and she was a big girl, you know? And so, so she was big back then. She was big back then. And this is like, not like in a white saying big, like a little, like a little curve or like overweight. Like she's, she was like, she was, she was taller too. So she was probably like a six feet girl by 11th grade. I was still okay. like maybe five, eight in the 11th grade, which I'm more like six feet now, but I mean, five, eight in the ninth grade. And then I'm more like six feet now, but she was like a heavier, a heavy set girl too. She was okay. big. Okay. So, um, and it wasn't a lot, it wasn't a lot of bigger girls in, in high school back then, at least not in this white private high school. But anyway, she was always bugging me. She was always trying to like impress me, even though I'm like a freshman girl sitting at this table and she would be talking about, oh, and you know, I'm going shopping this weekend. I'm going to buy this, this, and this, and this, and this. I'd be like, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and so, and then she tried to impress me and she said her SAT score. And now, granted, I my only goal from the time I was in ninth grade was to go to Penn where we went to college. That was my mm-hmm. only goal, girl. Like, I was always, from day one, I knew I wanted to go to Penn. And so Why? I had to do whatever I needed to do to get in because I wanted to be in the business school. You know, I wanted uh, to be got War- it, got it. Wharton. Yeah. And we'll I do wanted- a pen episode at some point. We'll do a and we will. Pen yeah. <laughs> and we'll do a Philly pen episode. I wanted to be at an Ivy league school. I wanted to be in a city. And yeah. like I did a co- yeah, at the very those other girls on um they aren't in cities you ain't going out to um, exactly except like Columbia <laughs> Columbia and Harvard are in cities and then oh, yeah, and then all the all the rest of those girls are not in cities yeah. like major cities so anyway. So I was like, I did a personality test on U.S. News, I remember, and it said I want to go to Penn. So all, everything, anything that piqued my ear, like I was always getting good grades and stuff. And, and Miss Jason was like, oh, well, girl, you know, I got a 14 something, 1400 plus on my SAT out of 1600. And it piqued my ear. I was like, this, this broad got a, a, a 1400 on her SAT? Mind you, it's not 60, out of 1600 anymore, but it, um, it's yeah, back, back in the day, it, back it, in the day. It, it is back. It actually is back yeah. out of 1600 no, no, no. now. Oh, is it down? They yeah. It, okay. It, it was. It went up to twenty four hundred, then went back right. down to sixteen hundred. But it was like, yeah. So I was, it was out of sixteen hundred when you and me were, and then right after us, like maybe two years after us, mm-hmm. it it became out of twenty four hundred. But anyway, so she was like telling me she got a fourteen hundred, and I was like, oh, if this dumb bitch can get a fourteen hundred, 
I can probably get, I mean, I can definitely get one too. Um, so I was like, okay, that girl got a 1400. Maybe she is like a smart girl. You know, maybe <laughs> she is like, maybe I should start really listening to her when she told me she got a 14 something on her SAT. So I started like talking to her more and more at lunch and stuff like that and going back and forth. And then when she graduated, you know, we just kind of lost touch. She ended up going to Emory University in Atlanta though. Hmm. So okay. she, you know, she went into really, she started off at the feeder program. She had to go to Oxford college, which is like, Okay, like a precursor program to go to Emory, but she ended like up at Emory. Like theater, theater, theater? No, like a, it's like a feeder program, a feeder, F-E-E-D-E-R. Oh, feeder, feeder, okay. Because, you know, if you can't get directly into Emory, that's like, you got to go that route. I thought she but, had a 1400. Well, girl, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll okay, to that. got it. So that did motivate me, and I started taking an SAT prep class in my, like at the end of my sophomore year, and then by the time I got to the beginning of my senior year, you know, I got almost a perfect SAT score and full disclosure. Yeah, but tell, I but tell she, the exact number, girl. I got I a 50, I got a I got a fifteen fifty out of sixteen hundred. She's smart. She's smart. And because yeah, I really wanted to go to Penn. Like everything, I revolved around getting into Penn and got these high grades and stuff. And so you know, but we lost touch a little bit after that, and then reconnected on Facebook around twenty eleven. Okay, so this is mind you, going from like two thousand one when she graduated to 2011 it's like a 10-year gap then she started me uh messaging me on facebook we would talk there and then starting around 2013 the girl was like what's your number girl let's talk on the phone Mm -hmm. and so i gave her my number and girl we started kicking and talking on the phone about any and everything in the world girl (laughs) and she was still in atlanta and i was back here in detroit after living in philly and dc and new york and i was back here in detroit and so we just started kicking and talking about good times in Detroit. Like, and you know, one of the things she told me is, oh girl, you know, I'm a skinny girl now. I lost weight. I lost weight. I lost weight. Oh, yeah. Which was ironic because I had gained weight around that time. <laughs> and so she was just trying to tell me, and I was like, oh, well, girl, it's so funny because I gained so much weight oh, during this time. Man. And she was always telling me, oh girl, well, you got to do this to lose weight and you got to do this and do that and do that. Uh-huh. And she, um, and so she, um, but she also had a lot of like health problems. She had like, Crohn's disease and so she sent me one picture of her where she was really skinny what is Crohn's disease it's like an it's like an autoimmune it's an autoimmune and gastrointestinal autoimmune disease and so she sent me one picture she's really skinny but it was just this one and then (laughs) she told me so she did look skinny in that picture she did look skinny in this one picture I'm just trying she did and so so she told me though that she had a man she still lived down in Atlanta she stayed down in Atlanta the whole time and in fact her parents retired left Detroit and moved down to Atlanta also so now Mm. her family her whole family's in Atlanta and she's still in Atlanta with all the girls you know doing gay black tea like all the Atlanta girls do. How the Atlanta do. girls do. Oh, uh, how they do, girl. She was telling me, though, about all the stunt queens in Atlanta and all the stunt queens in Detroit and how they all go to the store and they shoplift and they do identity theft and <laughs> how, you know, a black queen will always try to do identity theft on you. So don't yeah. let those queens have I think we mentioned that on one of our early episodes. So and she's the one who got me paranoid about other black queens stealing my identity and stuff. That's why I would get <laughs> fake names at clubs and stuff. <laughs> Because she, she just told me, like, she made me feel like almost every black queen was a stunt queen. And, and to be but, fair, a lot of them are. A lot, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not to be shady, but some of them are. But not all of them, yeah. 
So, so she told me, so she told me, okay, well, I look good now and I, you know, I'm skinny and I have a man and my man, even though he's from the hood and he's real, real hood, he's a doctor, girl. You know, I got me a hood doctor. Okay, she got a hood dream, doctor. Girl. Ooh, yeah. That is the dream, bitch. That, that is, is the, the dream, dream. man, girl. <laughs> she told me, okay, she told me she was this entrepreneur that she owned two edible arrangement stores down in Ooh, Atlanta okay. and that she, she had a coin and she was real skinny. She had a real cute little townhouse down in Atlanta. So how old was, is she at this point? What are we talking? This is like mid twenties. So like I'm. This is 2013 when I'm 28, and she would have been 30 that year. She oh, 30. 30. Okay. Yeah. So out. then, so I was like, oh my god, well, girl, you know, I'm gaining some weight, and it was funny because I was working from home a lot back then, and so I wasn't really that active because my job was mostly working from home, mm-hmm. and so. I just wasn't active enough. And she was like, oh, girl, you got to get up and move and move your body. And I really actually did start doing that. And one of the things she told, she always had names for everybody. So the name she called me back then was Miss Matista. She said, Miss Matista, girl, what you doing, Matista, girl? <laughs> and I say, oh, girl. And her name was Miss Stacy. So I call it Miss Jason, but like her name for the trade and stuff was Miss Stacy. <laughs> and then she had, she had a friend, another friend named Jason, who I think lives in New York now. She had another friend named Jason, another big girl that she had met down in Atlanta. And that girl, Miss Jason, the other Miss Jason, her name was Miss Monica. So those two girls used to always roll together here in Detroit. They're from Detroit. And then they both moved down to Atlanta together. And so they were Miss Stacy and Miss Monica. And they used to pull the trade. She used to tell me, you know, how she and Miss Miss Monica used to really go out and they would wear some lipstick and they would put on a blouse oh, yes. and some heels. She Come was a girl on, after fish. your own heart. A girl yes. after your own heart. Yes. Who liked to wear heels and a blouse and stuff. Because you used to be a... You're about that life, Miss Malachi. Mm-hmm. You're about that life. Yeah. So, um... And she, she don't go out know, like that no more. Miss Br- Miss Jason, nobody goes out. <laughs> my Miss Jason, Miss, Stace, Miss Jason slash Miss Stacy, she really did have a really cute little face. She was a real brown-skinned, dark-skinned girl with mm-hmm. curly hair. Um, and it, you could tell, like, I only ever really saw her as a big girl back in high school, but then you could tell, like, if she was a skinny girl, she'd be real, real cute. Mm. So, even as a big girl, she was real cute. So, anyway, mm. we got really close, talk, often talking, like, multiple times a day, like, two and three times a day, because I was working at home and stuff. I mean, me and that girl, and she was, like, she owned a, she owned a, in quotations, a business, so mm-hmm. she could work from home, too, because she had girls working for her at the shops. Mm-hmm. So, me business and her- woman. Keep, business woman we were kikiing all day on the phone but we would talk about you know she didn't really send me any any more pics but that one pic but Mm. she sent me that one where she was skinny um and then from um and we would oftentimes she would tell me her stories from back in the day and her family and about her brother and stuff Mm -hmm. um and i would tell her stories about me and my friends and we would she would love to talk about my friends even if she, she didn't even know y'all girls but she used to love to talk about y'all girls so like one time you know and I know y'all girls used to get tired of me because I used to be like Miss Jason this Miss Jason Miss Jason Miss Jason remember the back in the day girl I used to always be talking I about Miss Jason I do remember that girl I do and like and y'all I girls used to be like t- girl you don't even you ain't even seen this girl who is she <laughs> I think some of some of y'all girls did not. Y'all girls thought I had an imaginary friend. I sure like, did. I y'all sure girls did. did not think Miss Jason was <laughs> I sure real. Did. No. And all y'all girls, I used to be running. Miss Jason, Miss Jason, Miss Jason. I used to be, be like, girl, we ain't never seen this girl. I know, I know. But I went to. I literally went to high school with this girl. Anyway, no. so one of the things like we would talk about, and I would make the mistake and slip up and tell her certain stuff. So one time, like back in like back in your broke days, girl, I think you had borrowed just like fifty or a hundred dollars from me or something like that, right? 
Oh, okay. And she and I told her that I made the mistake of telling her that, and so every time I would, um, we would talk after that, she'd be like, "Oh, um, Miss Matisa girl, where that fifty dollar girl at? Where's she at?" <laughs> She would call that. <laughs> she would call you that fifty dollar girl. She would call you that fifty dollar oh, girl. And then Miss Jason had a lot of HIV stigma, girl. She had a Ooh. lot of HIV stigma. So one of the things she would like it was it's one of my friends. Well, I'm gonna just tell. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just tell you, girl. It's 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 about a girl who's on her. It was about Miss MJ, right? You know, Miss MJ was getting. <laughs> Miss MJ was getting, like, real, real big back then on, like, social media and stuff like that and starting to build a big presence and become famous, right? Yes. Now, we didn't talk about it much on our show, but Miss MJ, obviously, you know, is is HIV plus and went on the Oprah show and was talking about that. You know, Miss MJ and I were always real, real close back in college and Mm -hmm. stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, she would see, I would repost stuff from Miss MJ on my Facebook page and stuff, and she would be like, you know, and... No, 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 I do it too. No, 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 let me say, let me say it. So she would be like, girl, did I, she would ask me, girl, did I, um, but it was before Miss MJ went on the Oprah world tour and told everybody, told everybody she had HIV. So I was like, she would like, she'd be like, Miss Matisa girl, do Miss MJ, do she got HIV girl? And I would be like, no, she, she don't have that girl. What are you talking about? Even though I know she did, I already knew she did. You know what I'm saying? I already knew she why, did. Why didn't did Jason think she did? But I didn't, it wasn't my place to say. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It wasn't no, my place to disclose girls. somebody's status or whatever, right? Yeah. So before she came out and, you know, and came out herself as positive. So I was like, no, girl, what makes you think that? No, that girl, she do not have HIV. I don't know why you would think. And even if she did, girl, why is it, why is it so important to you? She'd be like, girl, because I know that girl. I know that girl. She's sick, girl. She's sick. I know that girl. <gasps> Girl, sick, and I'd be, and I'd be like, trash. I'd be like, she's trash, trash. So I'd be like, no, girl, she's not sick. She's not sick, girl. Why you say that, girl? She's not sick. And she'd be like, no. And it would be, a, it was another girl on my feed who, like, she would see me maybe in the pictures with who did have HIV also. And then she'd be like, girl, I, that girl, I know her blood ain't right. Her blood ain't right. Oh, no. And I'd, I'd be like, Miss Jason, don't be saying stuff like that, Miss Jason, girl. And that's not, that's not cool, Miss Jason. That's not cool. And then I'd be like, I'd be like, um, girl, I'd be like, girl, and don't say that. And I don't even know if she got HIV. I would always, because it wasn't my place to say if a girl had, Right. So I'd be like, girl, so I'd be like, right. girl, I don't know if she got HIV. And it doesn't even matter if she did. So anyway, she had she was could get really toxic with her, obviously, right? Yeah. Some some things about her were very. Where did toxic. that came from? Being an Atlanta girl, being like, because she's a couple years older than us, so she was at the clubs, like in the in maybe even like the even the early early two thousands and maybe even the late nineties. So just and being in Atlanta and Detroit, I just think it was a lot of black HIV, which has a high stigma. rate of HIV. Yeah. Um, or, yeah. 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 So both her and Miss MJ and the other girl, she would talk about those girls, and I would have to lie and say they didn't have HIV. And then when Miss MJ came out and put, and put that video out about her having HIV, I had to like, she'd be like, "Bitch, you lied to me, ho. You lied to me, ho. You knew she had." And I was like, "Well, girl, it wasn't my place to say." And she like, "Bitch, you a goddamn lie, bitch. You a goddamn lie." Because I told girl. you that girl, she was a messy girl. Ooh, right? That was a messy girl in your life. Ooh, yeah, messy. I still, I mean, let's say it, girl. Uh, I mean, do you think some of your your feelings about being very careful around like sex and stuff like that comes from like 
you know, having that girl in your ear. Yes, girl, because she said, girl, your girl, you better, you better work with your mouth, girl, and not your pussy, girl. You better work <laughs> with your mouth, girl, and not your pussy. Because she said she was thought anal was just like doing anal with random guys was just like, was mm. like a surefire way to get HIV. Even though, you yeah. know, I was definitely a condom girl. And so yes. she definitely kept me more abstinent. During the years that she and I were close, because because I would feel so late, I would feel so late if she found out, you know, what I had been doing, girl. Mm. So I had I, mm. I started getting my life together because of her in terms of like not being such a hoe for sure. So plus, you know, I was I I had a, like that was I was a kind of a little big girl around then. Yeah, too, so I, you, have, you have some self confidence. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, but she actually, you know, got me to Miss Jason. Actually, was the impetus to lose for me to lose weight and stuff too. Mm. Talking about girl, you need to do this so you can get skinny like me again, girl. You got to get skinny like me. So anyway, when was the last time you saw a picture from her at that point? Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, anyway, anyway girl. So anyway, so fast forward to 2015. It's my 30th birthday, mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. I'm holding it in LA, and I rent that little house. You LA, there, was I there? Did I see you? <laughs> yeah, bitch. You already know. You saw me. <laughs> I had my little birthday party at Sir with Lisa. You know the Lisa, Lisa Vanderpump restaurant. Uh huh. And then I thought I was so cute. I had another it little birthday cute. dinner at at Craig's or whatever. Remember, I was real classy. I paid for all the girls for the birthday dinner and you stuff. Did. You did. For, yeah, I was that, beat. That's... I was trying to be beat. But Miss Jason taught me all that. She said, "Girl, you gotta be beat. You can't be late like these black queens be <laughs> and asking everybody to put in sixty dollars on the meal, girl. You gotta be beat, girl. Not for your birthday." So, yeah, not for your birthday, girl. You can't make. So yeah, so I was like, okay, Miss Jason, I'm gonna be beat. I'm gonna be beat, girl. I'm not gonna be late and let those girls, you know. Pay and girls that traveled for your birthday because there were girls that exactly. Uh, we were you don't all talk basically to no East... more, but uh, yes, yeah. I was the only yeah. West Coast girl there. I think you were the only West Coast girl, and all the rest of the girls were East Coast and Midwest girls. So yeah, all those girls that traveled. So I had to sponsor a dinner or something for the girls. So anyway. Um, so fast forward to my 30th birthday though, and Miss Jason was, you know, she was like, Miss, I was like, Miss Jason, you come into my 30th, you come in, girl, you come in. So, and mind you, would, at this point, how long have y'all been talking or being friends? Even? Oh, like, how yeah, many years? Uh, like consistently on the phone for like two plus years, and then like really like communication and communicate and heavy communication for like four years. Hmm. So, but really talking on the phone like multiple times a day, every day for at least two you years. You know, this girl since high school. Since, and I've known her since high school. I've known her since high school. So anyway, she's like, oh, girl, I'm going to think about it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to come. Okay, I'm going to come. And then it gets closer and closer. Well, girl, you know, I got a family commitment. And my dad's birthday is around then, too, girl. And my birthday is like a Memorial Day weekend that year. So I was like, oh, girl, well, just your dad's birthday is before mine. So you can celebrate his, like, and then come out for mine. But, girl, she made up every excuse. She wasn't there. She wasn't there. So mm. then, <laughs> so like, I'm like, it's uh, my birthday passes and then it comes into June and, you know, I'm still trying to talk to her, but I'm a little upset. And then, and then she just says something so toxic. It just triggers me, girl. It just triggers mm. me. What did she say? Do you remember? I don't even remember. And I'm wow. like, Miss Jason, I just, I need a break, Miss Jason. I, just, I need a j- break, Miss Jason. I cannot talk to you on the phone. Like we can maybe text. Cause you used to talk to that girl for hours, right? hours, 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 every, daily, daily. 
daily. It probably was like if we missed because we used we, to talk a lot back then too. That's how I yes, know because you because yes. we would basically we would have like hour long conversations. They'd be like, "Oh girl, I gotta go call Miss Jason back," or like, "Oh, I just got the phone with Miss Jason." So then we'd have another because <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what I was doing that I had the time to be having hour long conversations. Because you you know either. why? Because you were <laughs> working at, you were working overnight at that hotel oh, I had my for one job, right? Yeah, because I would so just you... be call- my idea. Of, <laughs> I would just be calling people on the phone because I didn't feel like. I did write because part of the reason I took the job was to do writing, but sometimes I would just do it during the day. Um, but yeah, I would just be calling people, being like, "Girl, what you doing?" I'm just at and work, you, yeah, waiting for these white people to come you'd in. Be call- <laughs> you'd be calling from work a lot of the time. You'd be at work, <laughs> yeah. That's so um, even when you worked at that hotel, T, I think you might have been talking on the. I don't even know. If, I don't know, girl. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, but no, anyway, it, it was a hotel. I remember. So. So, but so I got mad at her. And then Miss Jason's other best friend who went to Emory with her, who was Fish, who had moved to Toronto, mm-hmm. had, I didn't know, but she always tried to meet, keep me and that girl disconnected. She did not want us to become Facebook friends. She, even though that was like her other best friend that she talked to all the time on the phone, she wanted to keep me and her super separate. Girl, mm-hmm. don't you better not friend her, girl. You better not friend mm-hmm. that girl. So anyway, anyway, Curious. come to find out. So I cut Miss Jason off in June, in June but the, me, me and her would text every now and then. And she put up some crazy Facebook statuses about, you know, different things. And then, girl, come Ju- <laughs> <HIV> July, girls. <laughs> July 20th, 2015, mm-hmm. girl, I, I got a call from Miss Jason's aunt that Miss Jason had died in her sleep, girl, mm. in, in July 2015. And, mm. um, you know, just a month after I cut her off. Ooh. And so I like found out and then I, I finally did friend that other fish on Facebook and me and her started connecting over Messenger and girl, she like we were just both devastated because she had cut her off in like May or June too, and neither one of us was talking to her to Miss Jason at the time, and it was like overwhelming. And then on top of that, girl, she told me when I was like, "Oh well, what about Miss Jason? What about her? You know, partner?" And I soon, you know, what about all that? She was like, "Partner, girl, what are you talking about?" And I was like, "Yeah, the doctor, you know, the doctor, the hood doctor guy." And she was like, "Oh, girl, no, that man does not exist." And I was like, oh, Miss Girl, I was like, oh, well, how did Miss Jason die? Because, you know, I mean, I know she was in good shape and everything. And she was like, oh, no, girl. The the fish was like, Miss Jason was 400 pounds, girl. Mm. And mm. then and then I was like, oh, well, you know, who's, she, who's going to take over her businesses? Are her parents going to take over her businesses? Like, what's going to happen? And Fish was like, oh, no, girl, there's no businesses, girl. She was like, mm. you know, one of the things that Miss Jason, she said, Fish had told me, one of the things Miss Jason and I fell over, fell out about was I kept giving her and lending her money and she never paid it back. Mm. Talking about me being a $50 girl. Sorry. And she had the nerve, Miss Jason, all that time had the nerve to call you a $50 girl. Meanwhile, I'll pay she you was, back. She was by she was borrowing hundreds at a time from this other girl. Mm, mm, mm. And so you know, so it was like and they and I guess she hadn't paid the girl back and that's part of what they fell out over. Girl, so it all was a lie. Her being skinny, her having the coin, her having the businesses, her having the man, it was all a lie the entire time, girl. Mm. It was all a lie the entire time. I was basically being catfished, you know, by a friend, girl. Ooh. 
And so, but it's funny to this day, I, you know, I don't, you know, that I, that's neither here nor there because I have connected with Miss Jason's mom and I've actually gotten close to her, mm-hmm. you know, and we, we do reminisce and make jokes about the good times because Miss Jason is toxic as some of her, you know, stuff was, she would be, she would have me, she was one of the only girls who could really have me laughing, girl. She would have me laughing down, bitch, like down, 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 down. And me and me and her mom, we really reminisce over that. Um, now that other fish, I had gotten close to her for a little bit too, Miss Jason's other best friend. But then she became a Muslim and got kind of ra- like a radical Muslim. She was talking about, she was talking about fags and stuff on her on her page and stuff. So I had to give, I couldn't, I couldn't take her no more. But no, she was. She started talking about fags. She said, "If you a fag, defriend me now. If you a fag, defriend me." Well, okay, sis. So that's what I did. So that's what I did, girl. So that's what I did. I defriended that hoe. Yeah, but, but you still have the time when uh, before all of that, when she uh, helped give you the real tea on this. She did give me the real tea, yeah. And then Miss Jason would say, because Miss Jason would say about how that girl converted to Islam. You know what Miss Jason would have said about that? Tell us, honey. Miss Jason would have said, "Ooh, girl, you heard you heard fish had she was wrapped up in a sheet. Now, girl, she was wrapped up in a sheet." <laughs> And I, because Miss Jason, I used that phrase before, and I was like, "Girl, what does that mean? What you know? Is she dead? What do you mean?" Because she was talking about one of her cousins one time. She was like, "Oh, girl, that girl, she wrapped up in a sheet. Now she got she wrapped up in a sheet." And I said, "Girl, what does that mean? Is your cousin? Did she die? Like, how is she wrapped up in a sheet?" And she like, "Dead? Oh no, girl, she Muslim. Girl, she Muslim. She wrapped up in a sheet." You know, so Miss Jason had a, had a so she had so many phrases like that. When when you would go to a Chinese oh, restaurant man. and eat a lot of food, she said, "Oh, girl, I stood up and ate back, oh, I ate back, honey." <laughs> you know, she had all these type of phrases, all these Black Atlanta gay phrases, girl, that she taught me. And a lot of y'all girls, I have all y'all girls talking about being late and being beat and all that stuff. And you and another one of my friends and another one of my friends and all y'all girls use this terminology and language. And it all came from Miss Jason, girl. Mm. I know I got all y'all girls using all that language and it came from Miss Jason. <laughs> it's from Miss Jason. Oh, wow. So yeah. she's still here with us in a way. She's still here with us, girl. Mm. She's still in this podcast, girl. In the spirit of this podcast, Miss Jason is still here with us, girl. Ooh. Yes, girl. But you have a story of your own Black History story Yeah, girl. Own. Yeah, girl. I'm going to try to get through mine. So I'll talk about Miss Ricky, my my good Judy, who's um who's also a Midwestern girl um from Illinois. Um and how we we met and it's so funny cuz like we're both talking about like the ways you've been impacted by these girls and definitely like you'll you'll see there's so many ways I was impacted by Miss Ricky that again the podcast who I am today um but how we met is basically we met through DLP Delta Lambda um Pi which is the gay fraternity that we talked about with Michael and Estevan of your gay cousins um and so when I started pen my had one goal i was like i want to have girlfriends black girlfriends specifically and i want to meet gays queens i want to have gays as friends because i had been so isolated and it was just one of those things i really felt was missing because at that up to that point you know i also was a private school girl Casey was a public school girl but you know growing up in, i grew up in philly um in case y'all girls don't remember and went to all types of school but for the most part i was at private schools very white private schools that were not despite being in philly which is a very black city were not very mixed so especially for my high school i went to a prep school that was the majority white um catholic prep school 
Um, a boy's Catholic prep All boys. Because well, basically, um, so going into college, I was like, oh, I want to leave that behind. No more white straight boys as friends. I'm ready to have queens. And there was an opportunity. I had already met, I think I told the show on another show, one of our good Judy's who you <laughs> falling out with. <laughs> was in this gay fraternity and he was recruiting and I met him. Oh girl, well he tried to recruit me too. I mean I just never joined, but he yeah, that girl tried yeah, to recruit which, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um and MJ, you were in there with Miss MJ. Too. Yes, I was in with yes. there with Miss MJ. She was also yeah. in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um and that I met um Miss Ricky who was we were basically in the same class and we joined this fraternity and we were kind of like going through a really intense um process where like we like really got to know each other we really like you know staying up all night time hours of night you know doing bonding exercise i think there were four of us in it i can barely remember girl's memory is going but basically we just got super close i the one thing that came out of it um i it's a story for another time whether i would have done it again but one thing came out of it is got really close with some of those girls and one of those girls i got close with was miss ricky she's pretty much my sister where even and like you and her were the know, exact same age too. You we were the same, same age. age. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that happened was like you know because as... I'm a year I'm a year older than you. Like me and Miss MJ are a year older than you. Yes. yes. And then the other girl who tried to recruit us all, she's it's three years, years older, older than you. Mm-hmm. No, two years older than me. Three years older than you. That's why. <laughs> yeah, she's an older girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, so like having like a good Judy my age was just so special to me. And even though our histories were so different we just still connect because we were both femme queens she's like miss ricky was um at that time she's like about six two or so so she's a bit taller than me um she's dark you know dark skin she's a little bit darker than me um she had like a really big she wasn't actually wasn't really big build um because she she used to play football so she had been more muscular and then she kind of lost a bit of it because she wanted to go for a more curvy look so it was just so what i loved about it was this was a queen who went from like hey you know i'm trying to serve you know i'm I was more masculine. I was given football to like, actually, I think there's something about feminist. There's something about being curvy. Her idol, which has kind of become my idol, was Miss RuPaul. She loved RuPaul. Like to the day whenever I, I was almost going to bring RuPaul to um, school, she wanted to like, you know, for me to do it. Like RuPaul was her idol. Just um, trans girls, you know, black trans girls were her idol. One thing she loved about Philly was like the queer girls, the black girls, black trans girls, drag performers, like, that was her spirit animal and to come from this place of like you know this real conservative place because she was also a creole girl and i think there was like a lot of like like me because I'm, Cre- I'm a creole girl yeah i mean yeah. i guess me too but um i think she she was even more so because she could actually speak creole and speak french she was yeah, fluent, yeah um in that way um and like believe they had money um which we'll get to that <laughs> um but um yeah like so she was just you know she's just my good sister and like she just built me up so well um and i'll get to how she built me up but like she would just always have these stories about like you know one of her big things was like she had a high school boyfriend um this like white um track runner who she had like fallen in love with and like he ended up dying from like a car accident and she like barely had you know filled like that was the love of her life and that she would never fully recover from that um so there was just something about the way that like for her, she could pull any man. Like from the like that love of her life that had passed away, she always felt like there was no man she could not pull. Like she was so confident in herself. She's like, I don't care if I'm a couple pounds more. I don't care. She had um she had really bad acne, mm-hmm. um, which is the thing she used to always envy me for because like um y'all girls, I guess y'all girls, I never really we've seen some pictures of me, but um my skin is usually 
kind of clear. You clear. Have nice, um, you have a nice skin. Nice so skin. it was something she was always super envious of was my skin. Um, and she in had, those she mug, had a, in the mug, in that mug, girl. I mean, that well, mug. Your mug is slain. It's too. funny because you always talk about my nose too, which is like. We're but your whole like... face slays. Your whole face, your, your teeth, <laughs> it all. It slays. And that girl wasn't. She didn't slay to me. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna tell you the truth. <laughs> she didn't slay to me. In her she, face. In the she face. was. Yes. Yes. She had really pretty eyes, but she was also a girl yes. who was sometimes wearing like contact lenses. She was one of those girls. Yeah. Uh, but yes, my nose. Yeah, she really was jealous of my nose because she had a bigger nose, um, mm-hmm. and she was really jealous that she's like, "Oh, your nose is so small." And like for her, she couldn't understand why I was single, even especially in college she's like girl i don't know why you don't have a man like you're beautiful you're that bitch um and like there was something about especially for me when i'd never thought about myself that way or even had any confidence like and again (laughs) it took a while for it to hit home because i never got a man during college but there was something about someone she that girl built me up a bit um and like we would do this thing where like you know we would just go around you know you talk about me chasing after trade i would do that with miss ricky like we would just go around philly and like go to the clubs and then walk around philly at night after the clubs closed talking to guys talking to like other queens just striking up conversations like that was my best memory of just being like gay and young and like it wasn't the best times weren't even in the club i was just spending time with that girl um and a lot of times there were also like two other girls two of our other older friends who were also there but they were like a little bit they were again a bit older than us um so we were really very we were like the four of us like peas in a pod but those other girls were a bit older than us um and kind of similar to you so so of course we spent time during school like so this girl she um so basically she had left her family behind she left like her home from illinois and she started going to i think she went to um she went to school actually actually now that i remember she went to like a college gerard college there's a college in the city and then she went to saint joe's university um and the one thing that i already was starting to see a little bit was like miss ricky was miss ricky was a little lost it felt like at times like she it felt like she was always running away from something so there were times when like you know she would say she came from money but she would always kind of be broke or not have you know the means um and then like she would always be afraid of like you know her mom coming or like not wanting to talk to her wanting to protect me from her family she never wanted me to talk to her mom um now wow now that kind of like go through it there are a lot of similarities and for Mm -hmm. me it's like i don't ever know where the you kind of had someone because you know you're you're nancy drew kind of bitch so you went to like kind of figure out where the like the lies left the truth i never did that um partly because I was always res- just kind of respected like there was a, obviously trauma and pain there right, and I was like right. gonna leave that alone but also the way she talked about it was like girl don't get involved with my family I was like oh girl sit I because at that time as you know girl she had her own family too so I was like I'm not about to bring on someone else's right, family right, <laughs> I right. got enough family trauma and tea to deal with so I can't take no more um but I, I say that because like she used to do things where she, I even do some of these things, but, like, she used to always have, like, she was like, oh, girl, you always got to have, like, a bag of money ready to go. Like, she used to have, like, 10000 even more, like, in a bag in her whatever house or apartment she was staying in so that if her mom or a family member or someone showed up, she was ready to run away. Um, because the thing that even in our best times would happen is, like, that girl would disappear, uh, and it's like, what does it mean when she disappears? It would mean that, like, whether it was just, like, a regular night where maybe she got a bit drunk or whether, like, all of a sudden something happened. And, like, normally we would talk to each other for, similar to Miss Jason, hours at a time. This was, like, 
both, you know, in college when we were still doing fraternity stuff, but even after school, because I was in Philly for another year before I moved to L.A., we would still talk hours on the phone because I did a hotel job. Similarly, I did an overnight hotel job. And again, girl, she when she was doing a, <laughs> some of these jobs, she would just call the girls because I had hours to kill. Uh, and again, we talked for hours on the phone, but that girl would sometimes just go, go away for a week. She would, you know, sometimes we would be out and she'd be like, oh, girl, I got to go take care of something. I got to go do something. And she's like, oh, don't follow me. Don't follow me. I was like, oh, okay. And she would just leave. And then we would talk the next day. Um, and I never knew always, like, sometimes it was because her mom was there. She wanted to, like, she had to go meet with her or she'd deal with some family stuff. Or I never always knew. But that girl would just disappear on me. Uh, that girl had a lot of stuff going on. Um but, you know, one of the things I always remember was that she felt like, you know, we lived an enchanted life, that we still, you know, there were times when I felt like she almost was excited for my life more than even I was, um, but still feeling like me and another friend, we had so many opportunities to do different things, to fall in love. And for some reason, that girl never felt like she had those same things. Like, she um, felt like, one, you know, like, while I was like, oh, I want to go be a writer, I want to go be a creative, you know, be an artist, I want to do drag, I want to do these things. And she was always rooting for me and pushing me. And she's like, oh, girl, you can do it. Like, you know, do what you do, girl. Um, just do it well. It's like something like a little joke that we always used to say. Uh, she never felt that about herself, though. Like, she would do different odd jobs. Like, sometimes she would, I think I remember, like, her last job was working at, like, a car dealership. Just, like, she do different, like, business jobs. Um, like, so different odd jobs out of nowhere. Um, and, I mean, it, it was just so weird. Because, like, in one way, she was so confident where, like, this girl would go to her, like, she lived in North Hollywood. And she would go to, like, her ne- neighborhood club and, like, go pull trade. Like, she would do that. She'd be like, oh, girl, I, I don't like to go to gay clubs to get my men. Because like, this is before the days of the grinder and apps. So, back then, we had, like... A for A, which is like an online um, dating site, and, and man, 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 yeah, you're yeah, right, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, BGC, this, remember BGC Black? Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. But this girl didn't need all that. She could just pull a man off the street, um, and she would just go to clubs and or go to like straight clubs and pull men and start talking to them because she felt like she could pull any man. She's so confident. Like I still wish I had some of that confidence, um, but. I don't, but again, there were like there were these moments of confidence, and there was other moments where like it didn't feel like that girl was happy. Like there were times when like she was sitting, like, oh well, like I'm a probably like you know not make it to like my mid thirties, I'm my mid forties. So she's like, I just know I'm not gonna live that long. And it'd be like, girl, what? How could you say that? Like she's like, oh, I just know it. I just know I'm not gonna live that long. I was like, bitch. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, to- that's so crazy, so toxic, girl. That is crazy. Yeah, but there were other ways in which, um, like I said, you know, she built on my confidence. She like, especially around like feminism, seeing that beauty and being like queer and femme, um, and not worrying of trying to because of especially like it's maybe gotten a little bit better because now the girls are feeling comfortable being fluid and you got like the butch trade white girls, you know, painting their nails and stuff. But especially back then, like when I was wearing heels and. You know, doing makeup and painting my nails. Like, it was, the girls weren't featuring it. And, like, Miss Ricky was one of those girls. She was like, oh, you look so beautiful. This is it. You're fierce. You're everything. She's like, fuck those girls. And she was just not about that whole, you know, trying to be that butch fantasy. Um, but at the same time, like I said, that girl would just disappear at times. Um, there were just things that were kind of like, I remember 
one time what she um it's so random she had like met one of my friends from high school who I had like kind of fallen for and been working with uh, or working on you know chasing after trade and just randomly then she told me a story because that, that girl used to go out all the time just to like because I felt like she would never want to be home and she would always just kind of have trouble just being by herself she always go out and meet people um, did that um, girl graduate did she graduate from anybody's yeah, college yeah she graduated Miss Ricky well, I think she gra- because yeah. oh, I found Miss Jason also didn't graduate. FYI, just letting the girls know. Did she so not? She did not graduate from Emory. She attended, mm. but she. So I wonder about Miss Ricky. Did she graduate from somebody's college? I wasn't sure. Actually, I, I'm not. Sh- I, there were, I have my doubts. I have my doubts. I'm not sure because that was the thing. It's like there were times when like she would be like so close, right? And there mm-hmm. were other times when like. I she wouldn't want me to go to her graduation. I, like I didn't go to her graduation because she, wouldn't, no she gra- wouldn't tell me. Because it was me. no gra- Because it was no gra- <laughs> Okay, anyway, keep going. <laughs> like, she would never, like, there, I, I still remember one of the big things was, like, there was this whole thing that happened one time where, like, you know, with other members of our friends of our squad, she, there were times when despite how we were, like, oh, we're sisters, we're so close, and, like, she was wanting me to tell her everything, especially all the stuff that was going on with my ex-father and my family at the time, where she would not, you know, it was often those other, so of the four of us, the other two, that she would would truly get a peek into her lives. Like, I'd never met her mother, who was this, like, frightening figure in her life, but one of our friends did. And, like, partly it was, like, on accident because he was taking her home and, like, her mother was there and was, like, coming to get her or coming to, like, bring up some issue. But she would go out of her way to make sure I never met her mother. But my other friends did. There were ways in which she would open up with another one of our friends about stuff, about money, about different things. And and that friend would open up to her and it almost like kind of leave me out. And it was like this weird thing of like, but I'm your like best friend. I'm your sister. But like there's parts of your life that you kind of hide from me even. And that's like a whole triggering thing that even my own blood family does to me. Um, and I think just like over time, like while I was like, I feel like trying to like grow and change and like really trying to, especially like being in LA, like, you know, I moved out here by myself. Um, I really had to like really dig deep. And there were times where she, you know, Miss Foci, who's what I call my Ford Focus, she was going through it and she might have needed like a $50 there or like a $100 here, which she did pay back. But, uh, um, mm-hmm. um, I just remember like this, this was like what, three or four years into me being out in LA. And I think I want to say, let's see, I moved out here in, when I was 20, it was 2009. You were 23. You were 23. 23. So I think it was like two years. I think it was like for my, tw- cause I think it was a tent pole birthday. It was like my 25th or maybe my 24th birthday. It was for one of my early birthdays out in LA. Um, I was celebrating and two of my good Judy's who I'm still really close to through who I was close to through DLPR fraternity came out and visited me. Um, and Miss Ricky came. And so for my birthday, um, and we like had a great time. We're hanging out during the day, went to the club and the girl disappeared again. And it's like, okay, now we're not, this is like years later. Cause we still were keeping in touch, you know, with me being gone, but it's like, okay, girl, you're, you ain't never been to LA before. You're like in a city by yourself. And then like literally the next day we go get, and IHOP. there was no Uber, there was no Uber or nothing back there. There was no Uber. Um, the girl, again, this girl would never, she would never kind of let you know. She would just be gone. And like, I had already tried to call her. So I'm the, um, there's someone, you know, beeping, <laughs> um, for the, um, for sweets. Um, but yeah, I, I tried to call her. No response. Literally like the whole day goes by and we finally hear from her that like, 
oh, you know, oh, I'm fine. I just like went home with a guy and then I my phone died. Like that was always, she never kind of felt bad about just, did, like she would kind of hear it. Like, oh, I understand that you're upset or you were frustrated because I just disappeared on you. But she never changed. Like she did it when we were, one time it happened when we were in Miami and she was like, another event she was trying to get to and she's like oh the car broke down the side of the road and there's always these weird excuses or things and i feel i don't have a reason to think they didn't happen but i never really knew for sure because i would never it would still happen again um one of our friends needed something from her when they were in new york and she fell through on that that's how they had their falling out but i think that birthday one that was surprising that wasn't the last straw for me but that led to the last straw which was like I still, I literally remember the last conversation was like about, I was living in Hollywood, sharing a one bedroom. I was sleeping in the living room. Um, so still on that struggle life. And we were just having a, con- we were having our catch up. We just, Cause even so, I think after that moment, I think I started to say, think to myself, I think I need to like not talk to that girl as much. Cause there was just something about the fact that like years later, you're still disappearing on me on my birthday, sis. <laughs> Um, but I just remember we were talking and I was like, oh, well, girl, when am I going to see you again? Because I think I also wanted to try and like give her the chance to prove to me that like, oh, you can show up. You can be there. Because it's also like this is a girl I thought would be, you know, at my wedding, like be like will be with me at these big moments. And she's already missed some of them. Um, but I was like, oh, well, girl, I'm always looking for the chance to give you a chance because like I love you, girl. Um, and I was like, well, when are we going to see each other again? She's like, well, I kind of feel like, you know. I have a lot going on here and like I kind of don't think you need we need to see each other in person because I think I can give you everything I need just over the phone like being on the phone Mm, that sounds familiar that sounds familiar I was like but you're when you're in Philly and like back then I wasn't going back home you know I basically went home once a year if that um and I was like what do you what do you mean like for me and I even think about this in relation for me it's like I love talking to girls. We talk on the phone all the time. Mm-hmm. But for me, there's still something about, like, physic, like seeing you, touching. Like, that's real. But you and relation. I also see each other at right. least once a year. Like, usually yeah. usually a little more, maybe sometimes more often than that. Like, maybe even twice. But we always see each other at least once a year, if you think about it. And I think just at that point, I was already, you know... I I was feeling worn down because I didn't really have that many close LA friends still having been there two or three years because she's that type of girl, that type of city. And I just felt like, wow, this is like, you're my best friend. You're my sister. But like, you're not going to make the time to see, you don't, you're not worried about us meeting in person, see each other in person. You just want to talk on the phone. Because it's not always like, talking on the phone is also sometimes work when it's like, girl, I don't always know what's going on with you. Or there's times when you tell me things that I don't fully understand them because you don't tell me the whole story or you leave stuff out. And I was just like, I think I think we don't need to talk as much anymore. Like, I wasn't, like, completely cutting her out. Um, but I was like, I think <laughs> it's wild how similar these girls were. I was like, yeah, I don't think we need to talk as much anymore. Um, and she and she was just like, okay, that's fine. I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. Like, I mean, if you're not going to miss it, then I won't miss it. Um and we would still kind of like text and, you know, check in with each other, but we didn't really have that many phone conversations anymore. Um, cause, and I, I can't even remember if she would even call me as much anymore. Um, but I think it was, 
October 2017. Because we were still fake. Again, there was just always weird stuff that would happen where, like, randomly one of our other friends would, like, hear stories about her, like, scamming people. Or just yeah, weird about shit, her like, owing, owing some girl $5,000. Owing money. Like and yeah. it's like, but, girl, you come from money. But how do you get, like, but there was always that weird part about, like, how she would get money from her family. But then she couldn't always ask them for things. Like, I was like, is this just rich people problems? Because I don't, I don't know. Um... And so then it was always kind of be hearsay. But then I remember October 2017, I was like, I think I just gone on and I gone on Facebook to randomly check something because I always just kind of still check on that girl. Because the thing is, I always still love that girl. I always wished her well. And I just saw randomly people doing like RIPs. And I was like, what? What is this well, about? No, girl, that's not how it happened. I, I had, I called Wait. you. I called Did you, you tell you. me? Yeah, oh. I saw I saw the RIP because I was <laughs> I was Facebook friends with her too, and I saw RIP RIP came up on my feed. That's I, what it was. I met. I I called you. I called you and told you. Right. Just told you you wouldn't see it that way. So I called you mm, and told you. So it wouldn't that's be what like. Happened. Yeah, yeah. and then I went and saw it, and then was just like, and Liddy was trying to find all this information about it. Um, and apparently what happened was um, she was just walking home after the, uh, her job. She was working at a car dealership at the time. Um, and she got hit in the street by a car that then drove off. And, yeah, she died from being hit by a car. In Philly, right? In Philly. In Philly. Yeah, she was still yeah. living in Philly. Um, and it's crazy because so, that girl said she wasn't going to live. That She said that. You know, yeah. It was so wild yeah. that that actually happened. Because she, so cause she also always felt like she didn't want, you know, she she had that, like, that boyfriend of hers, that track star who died really young, also from a car accident. And she had always felt like, you know, she was, you know, a missing a piece of herself. But, yeah, she never felt like she was going to live that long. Um, oh, it's so devastating. It's and it was. Yeah, that's tragic. It was, it was interesting because, like, in the moment, because I know you were trying, um, yeah, in the, you were, because I, I guess I wasn't even a Facebook girl back then. In that moment, I was like. I was sad, but it didn't fully hit me till like later on. I don't know if it was next time I was in Philly. I was in Philly at my sister's bar after it happened, um, and our third friend, our friend, our our friend came, or my my other good friend, my best friend, he came in. He came into the bar, and I literally saw it, and I started crying. <laughs> So, so I, literally, I literally had to find myself right now. It's like, and it just like it hit me then because it was like a bar in North Philly, and it just reminded me of him, and it just felt, it just felt so sad. Um, and it's like hard to be like, because I think I always there was a part of me that had always wanted to like have a impact on that girl's trajectory so she could have a different life. But it also always felt like there were so many other factors and there was just a way in which that girl never fully opened up to me or would never fully be honest with me that how could I even be there for her? Um, well, welcome to the club girl. Welcome to the club. Cause you see how with Miss Jason, it was the same thing. Same thing. Telling me all those lies about this and that and this and that. So, and or not even disclosing a certain number of things. Like, yeah, yeah girl. But, I mean, I, I'm still thankful because, I mean, I, I so much of who I am today in terms of, like, being femme and queer and finding confidence in that, even if it took me time to get there, I think to, you know, I have to thank that girl. Like, chase after trade. <laughs> thank that yes, girl. Yes. Um, These girls, is for the, for, like, they were in our lives for a special season and they motivated us they inspired mm-hmm. us even even with their toxicity at times and you know you know yeah. their you know for miss jason like her hiv stigma or her every kind of stigma she 
you know, she was a big part of my life for the time she was in it. And I think Miss Ricky similarly was a big part of your life too. Yeah. You yeah. know, for the time she was in it. And I'm, I'm grateful for that time knowing her. Are you, are you grateful for your time knowing Miss Ricky? Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, yeah. like before that, I never, because even like the friends that I had now who were queer, like they're older than me. So there's something about being with someone my same age, yes. like a bond. Because even like a lot of my other friends at Penn, you know, that I still talk to today, they're they're white or they're like, you know, they're, they're, there was something about having another black queen who was femme as my friend was almost like, oh, you're like my, my you're like my brother, my sister, my like, my soulmate. So, yeah. You know, Miss Jason and Miss Ricky, they are part of our respective black history. And I feel like it's, you know, I want everyone this month, sometime during this month, to just, you know, think about the girls in your life, whether they're gone, like Miss Jason or Miss Ricky, or whether they're still around, but they're not a part of your life anymore. Think about your own black history, girls, and really resonate on, you know, the good lessons you took from that. Because even though there was some toxicity, there were some issues in these relationships that Miss Malachi and I had, you know, mm. we still, these were growth experiences for us. These were special times for us. These were special people in our lives. Mm. So reminisce about those special moments and those people in your lives and be thankful for those, for those learning and growing experiences, girls. Mm. Definitely. Thank you, sis. I mean, with that, Miss Deborah already gave us our final word. Um, as always, you can follow us on social media at Two Say Queens. That's IG, that's Twitter, that's TikTok too. I hope y'all stay safe, healthy, and saved out there. And we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.